As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. Uh. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Gary. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. Uh-huh. These niggas hilarious. Alright, welcome back to Don V Fridays. After we had Joe Rogers on last week. No. Two weeks ago, um, took a week off. It's still Drift is still in transition. Shout out to Drift, legend. Uh, you know, Drift is in transition, making some things work on his end. We've been in constant communication. Everything's good. Um, but filling in for Drift, uh, uh, some would say quite controversial in these hokey Twitter streets. Uh, we got J.K. Shields in the building. How you living, Chief? I'm doing great, man. I'm just uh, sitting out here in my back patio. Just got done eating a frozen pizza. Just living the dream, baby. Okay, when you say frozen pizza, which brand frozen pizza? So, uh, I actually <clears> – <throat> I live real close to, like, Short Pump Mall. For those of y'all listening, y'all may or may not know where that is, over in the Richmond area. But we've got a okay. uh, we got a we got a Trader Joe's over here, which actually you know they have some pretty quality stuff. I mean, it's uh, actually it's a Trader Joe's brand um, frozen pizza. It's got like sausage, uh, peppers, pepperoni, all the good stuff on it. So yeah, it was pretty solid. Okay, you and you vouching for the Trader Joe's? You vouching? Oh, yeah. oh big fan of Trader Joe's. You want good like lunch meat or anything? I'm not talking like the cheap Turkey Hill stuff or whatever that I grew up on. I mean, I I get the high quality stuff ever at trader Joe's. Okay. yeah it's the way so you making so you making good sandwiches over there oh yeah yeah much 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 respect oh much gotta respect a man that knows good uh cold cuts when it's necessary um you uh state farm representative that's right yeah uh been there for over a year now absolutely loving it um yeah, I mean, it has its ups and downs for sure. But, I mean, overall, I can honestly say it's the best job I've ever had, best people I've ever worked with. And, uh, you know, I, we got to plug our customers, too, because we appreciate you all more than anything. Um, best customers I've ever had, too. And, and where can listeners of Don V Fridays get in contact with you? So, uh, yeah, y'all can, uh, y'all can search. Um, my Twitter handle is probably the best way. You just go to it's, uh, JK underscore shields shields spelled s-h-i-e-l-d-s and then 30 um you just dm me on there look me up on twitter uh and actually um i was you know i've talked to a few listeners about this before so we got some listeners mm-hmm. listeners that are uh customers we're um at the odu game we're gonna be throwing a little tailgate customer appreciation uh we're gonna have some have a little chick-fil-a out there be handing out some merchandise um we'll 
keep you updated on where exactly what lot and everything we're going to be in probably here in the next couple of days. But, uh, yeah, y'all come out. I'd be happy to meet you guys. It'd be a lot of fun. They got a legend in the building, State Farm, pulling up to the ODU game here in my home area, 757 Virginia. Now, to the listeners of Don V Fridays or members of Hokie Twitter, uh, you, you extend services to everybody in the Commonwealth? Yeah, yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta live in Virginia or at least own property here. If you're out of state and you have a Virginia address, we can still do you. Um, but yeah, I mean, any if you're involved in any with the great state of Virginia, any kind of way, um, either of those ways, yeah, we're more than happy to help. And uh, our rates are pretty good right now. We're competitive with just about anybody, especially on the uh, auto side. As long as you got a pretty decent driving record and good credit, yeah, we can probably help you out. And so, so there you have it, folks. If you in the Commonwealth, I know we got a lot of now. This is a question for me. I lived in the DC area for a long time. And um being that DC is his own thing, it wouldn't apply to our DC Hokie family. Or... Uh unfortunately, no, it doesn't. Um, I yeah, I've believe me, I've tried, but no, we can't do DC. All right, DC Hokies, you gotta move across the uh Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Uh come on home. <laughs> You got to come across that Woodrow Wilson. You want to get some of this good coverage. Uh, and you're talking life, home, and auto? Yeah, I do uh, any kind of property and casualty insurance, um, obviously life. Um, we do a few health products. We don't do, like, straight health insurance, but we do some, like, hospital plans, uh, disability insurance. And then actually something I'm real big on is uh, business owner insurance. So you want to do business fire, uh, business liability, anything like that. I mean, that's kind of what I'm passionate about uh, in particular. So, yeah. Well, there you have it, people. Uh, I need y'all to contact JK at JK underscore Shields 30. Is that correct? Yes, sir. JK underscore Shields 30. Uh, and get all your state farm needs, home, life, and auto, and apparently some health insurance, too. And it's extended to everybody in the Commonwealth. So whether you're 757, 804, 540, 703, <laughs> wherever you're located. Even uh even 276. We got a few customers from there. That's real way okay. out there. But yeah. There you go. 276. That's like uh Big Stone Gap and yep, all of that. Yep, yep, out there in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my 276 listeners, man. We 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 got love for y'all too. If you in the Commonwealth, hit up JK. Um, we're going to get into some, we're going to get into some news and notes that's been going on since the last podcast, uh, Benji Gosnell and Matt Johnson were, uh, are out for the season. Uh, coach pride announced that I think earlier today, if you listen to this on Thursday, then Wednesday, um, I, these guys weren't going to contribute heavy this season. It's not major losses, but you hate that for, for kids. Uh, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, you hate for them to be out. I would always say mainly, you know, a lot of people, football fans probably don't think of it from this perspective, but uh, those guys just being able to get reps in the practice field, I mean, that's huge, being younger players. Um, you know, obviously now they won't get that this year. Uh, they'll still be around the team and hopefully pick up a few things. But, um, yeah, I mean, you want guys like that out there, you know, it helps get other guys better too. And who knows, maybe they would have actually contributed a little bit this year because let's be honest, we're, we're pretty thin everywhere. Um, I'll catch a lot of flack for saying that, but uh, we just are. And, you know, they could have they could have found a way to break into the lineup at some point, maybe help us. Yeah, yeah. And you – and, I mean, 
obviously you hate for anybody to be out. Um, I don't think I heard any details of what the injuries were. And honestly, it don't even really matter. Uh, we're praying for speedy recoveries. Um, Jaden blew his back practicing. He had been in and out of the uh, practice lineup. Uh, Malachi Thomas has not been practicing. Him and uh, Jalen Holston have, have not practiced. Um, any concerns as we're, what, nine days away from ODU? Uh, nine uh, ten, nine yeah, days from ODU? You ask me, I've got a lot. Um, I mean, I think <laughs> that, I think we're going to be in for a dogfight. I know people don't want to hear that, but, you know, we're really not that much better than ODU, I don't think, talent-wise. Um, you know, especially you mentioned Jaden Blue in the receiver room. I mean, I just don't really know what we have there. I uh, I know I know ODU's got a guy, Allie Jennings. It's probably better than anybody we have at receiver. Um, I mean, yeah. So you'd really like to see uh, receivers healthy, Jaden Blue. I mean, hopefully he can help us out. I kind of have the opinion that he's like a nine catches for twenty seven yards PPR fantasy league kind of guy. <laughs> That's about okay. it. But uh, you know, he can prove me wrong. I'm a uh, I'm willing to be proven wrong. Um, but, yeah, no, health depth is always going to be a concern. Um, I don't know a ton about what ODU has, but, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely worried about the game. Yeah, yeah, especially when, when, I mean, like you said, on a thin roster, on a thin roster, you got guys that's not practicing, that's, you know, guys that you do need. I mean, we already talked about guys who are for the season, but Malachi Thomas is figured in and be – one of the bell cow backs and uh, leaders of this offense, where even though we've only seen him in like half a season of work, we don't even yeah. quite even know what he is. And he can hit a sophomore wall, sophomore slump, and you know, you know how those things go. So, uh, I, I will say he's shown yeah. more flashes than any other running back we've seen, a young running back at least coming up in the past uh, few years. Absolutely. I'm sorry, but you put Jalen Holston at his position in the Syracuse game last year, and I don't think he goes for 150 yards and a couple touchdowns or whatever it was that Malachi did. Yeah, Malachi went off that game, um, and then he followed it up with the Georgia Tech game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think (laughs) he did. It got kind of (laughs) – um, it, it kind of got foggy. We started losing and shit, but I do remember, like Malachi was like the one lone bright spot at times in the uh, in that losing streak we went through. The twenty 2020, twenty uh twenty twenty one, I'm tripping. The twenty twenty two captains were named. Uh, we'll start with the obvious Dax Holyfield. Uh, you a big Dax guy? You a Dax fan? No, no. Yeah, I mean, I like Dax uh, just as far as, you know, how much he loves Virginia Tech and everything. You always love to see a guy like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, he unfortunately, he's been a little bit disappointing on the field. I mean, I feel like he's just been the same player since his freshman year. Um, and, yeah, mm-hmm. what he was as a freshman was great for that age. But you need to see uh, more progression going on over his career. And, and part of that is probably some of the old coaching staff's uh, fault. I mean, he really – particularly the linebackers, they were changing position coaches, it seemed like, every year there. So, I mean, that couldn't have helped them at all. But, you know, you, you got, got some a, smoke with Tracy Clay's. You got Tracy Clay's smoke? Yeah, I mean, not even that. It doesn't matter, you know, who it was. But just when you have that much uh, of a revolving door at a position group like that, I mean, yeah, it's tough. Uh, you know, I think um, – I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not sold on prize as a head coach, but I know he's at least put out some linebackers. And you think about putting him – 
around a guy like Dax. And yeah, Dax was a former four-star recruit or whatever. I mean, maybe he'll kind of start right. to finally get some of that out of him this year. And that's actually kind of exciting to think about. And that is that is good to know. A, a guy like Fry, who's he's been around some legit NFL ballers, so maybe some of that can rub off. Um, I'm of the mindset or the thought process that maybe Dax maxed out. He probably should have went to the NFL last year. Um, but it all remains to be seen. But Dax, uh, newcomer Grant Wells, named the captain. What's your thoughts? That's good to see. You see a guy um, come in, especially a quarterback, you know, never wasn't on the team last year and apparently immediately win the locker room over him. And that's big. You want to see that. Um, it kind of goes back to me um, <clears throat> whenever the transfer quarterback thing kind of first became a big deal. I can remember Russell Wilson, you know, just being from Richmond. I've heard about him all the time. Mm-hmm. Then when he went to Wisconsin, people were making such a big deal about like, oh my God, like he went from NC State for four years to Wisconsin for his fifth year and immediately won them over and became a captain. So that's kind of what I think back to. I mean, yeah, he's no Russell Wilson. I'm not going to say that, but I mean, it's always good to see him, see a guy come in and immediately in one year the you know the team's got your back and everything. So yeah, you want to see that. Right, definitely right. Uh, also, QB one, uh, Grant Wells. It would have been kind of crazy. He was a captain and didn't at least win a starting job. So, uh, shout out to Grant Wells, Shamari Connor. Who feel like Shamari's been here forever, <laughs> but uh, Shamari Connor has been named a uh, a captain as well. Well, what's your thoughts on Shamari Connor as a player? Would, all that, yeah. I like uh, I like Shamari. Um, you know, great player. He's just uh, he's just got to be a little bit better in coverage. That's all I can say on him. I'd hate to see him keep right. getting burned like he uh, got put in a blender by. I think that was was that Newsom from UNC. That, a few yeah, years ago. That, that's Newsom. That's Newsom. Stayed cooking, Joe. Yeah, we we just don't need to see anything like that. But other than that, yeah, I love Shamari Connor. Uh, and now the big some big boys: Silas Janzy, Norrell Pollard. Offensive line and defensive line, respect respectively. Uh, what's your thoughts on those guys in the trenches? Those are the leaders of those units. Yeah. Um, um I'll start with the D line. I mean, that's the position group I'm the most worried about of any group that we have. I just don't think we have the size, depth, talent, anything to that position. I mean, Pollard's an undersized guy. We've seen him do some things before. I mean, he he's a he's a grinder. I like to see that. Right. I mean, man, I just would love to see him be at least like 295 or something like that, or maybe even a little bit taller. Um, you know, you, a guy like him, you see a guy like that a lot of times, like the, you know, group of five level. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's been a solid player for us. So just, again, we just like to see him be a little bit bigger. And then uh, Silas, I saw him actually this past summer. I was up in Blacksburg helping uh, move my sister in where she's going to be living there this year. Um, I went to Tots um, one okay. night when I was helping move her in or whatever. And uh, first time I really ever saw him in person, a good guy. He's a big boy. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. you know, he, He's been a, I think, four-year starter now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he should be a captain just for being around that long. Um, you know, never really heard anything right. bad about him. Uh, yeah, so you, you want to have guys like that. Yes, and and was playing, not the uh, Tyrell Smith, you know, exactly. he's been a exactly. seven-year backup, so he gets to be a captain now. Like, yeah. Not a crazy shit like that. Make a, a make-a-wish captain. <laughs> make a wish, no make-a-wish captains. Uh, guys that's played – I mean, even uh, Grant Wells played for somebody else. He's played yeah. before. Like, he would have uh, – Caleb Smith, uh, captain. 
I'm 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 not a fan, but yeah, know, I'm not I'm not either. Um, yeah, Caleb Smith, fan like of the kid. Uh, just he didn't have enough returning production to be like no, yeah. no, and and I mean it's it's not all about production. Um, but yeah, you're right though. I mean he's the fact that he's our apparently number one receiver. That's a little bit scary to me. Um, Concerns me. Yeah, it does. Uh, but I'll, I'll give Caleb Smith a little shout out. I, I believe his dad was a uh, teammate of my dad's at Richmond, um, or they might have been around oh, there at the same time. So, you know, give him a little shout out for that. But maybe uh, maybe he'd be a little bit better of a fit at somewhere like Richmond and Tech. Um, but, you yeah, know, he can prove me wrong. I hope he does. Uh, but yeah. uh, he'll, he'll let us hear about it if, if, if he balls out. He'll let us hear yeah, about yeah. it. Well, that's a good thing. He should. He should let idiots <laughs> like me know. If he was, hey, hey, I mean, shit, he got Ricky's ass. So. Yeah, <laughs> me no. Uh, man, shout out Caleb Smith, man. Uh, but not enough pr- return of production for me to say cap. That that concern, that's more of an indictment on what we got a receiver. But whatever, that's another conversation for another day. That's right. Last but not least, special teams. Uh, Peter Moore. Um, I don't have any thoughts. I mean, he's, he's punter. Um, hey, shit, if we uh, you think about it, if we had a uh, if we had NCAA 2023 coming out this year when they do the the overalls of everybody on each team, who the highest overall is on each team, Peter Moore mm-hmm. might honestly be our highest overall guy. <laughs> you think about it, but he yeah. might be. Like a, he was a freshman All American last year as punter. He was like I think in the top five or ten and punning average or whatever. I mean, we don't really have much else, so he might have been the guy. Might have been the top overall tech player. Nah, you speaking facts right now. You definitely speaking to his facts. Um that that co- that covers uh your 2022 Virginia Tech Hokies uh captains. Um so from Friday, from this Friday, some of y'all might be listening it's on Friday, we will be in game week. Um, the count is the countdown to ODU starts Friday. Um, it's been a long off season. I feel like it's been a long, a longer off season than normal because even though we had a coaching change, uh, it was kind of drama free. Um, it wasn't a lot of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Controversy to to carry us over. Like Fuente's off seasons were full of controversy. And it, it was, was always yeah. <laughs> always beef. So a coach would get fired for what he does with you know university funds in or Florida. Out, yeah, exactly. Hanging out the player's mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> Fuente's looking for jobs in Texas. So it was always stuff going on. Or somebody uh, gets kicked off the team for something that really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. But, yeah, or somebody kills somebody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, how can off, we forget about that? <laughs> Fuentes off-season off <laughs> were entertaining, to say the least. But it's been a long uh, off-season. Um, I don't – you know, listeners of Don V Fridays might not listen to every space I do, every live space I do. But you, uh, Mr. J.K. Shields, are – I think you said to yourself earlier, you're not as big on pride as – your average Hokie fan, um, what is your issues or it might not even be issues, but what don't you see in pride that maybe the average Hokie fan is blind to see? Yeah. I mean, there's two things for me. Um, I mean, I think Whit even said it 
coming out when he was uh, making the hire that he wanted to get somebody with head coaching experience. I mean, I really, I really wanted to see a guy that had at least been head coach at some level before. And that, and that's not the be all end all. I mean, shit, Kirby smart. He was never head coach, not saying prize and be anything like him, but um, yeah, I mean, you, I, I would like to see a little bit of experience before you take the, the power, before you take a power five job. Um, that's really the biggest thing to me. The, the, the only other thing is I just, I've said this so many times to people. It's like, I don't think people realize the damage that Fuente did to the program, just as far as perception with uh, recruiting, oh, yeah. especially oh, to me. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like we really, we have got to find somebody like that, that's going to at least catch us up in recruiting. Um, I really wanted to mm-hmm. call me crazy. Um, people have, but I really wanted a guy like Hugh Freeze, for example, I think would have came right in. Would have been, you know, slinging cash at people or whatever to get them in to come play immediately. And I think what's our what are we ranked right now in two four seven recruiting? I think it, we're in like the thirties somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you can't convince me that if Hugh Freeze was the head coach, that we wouldn't be at least in the top twenty. I mean, I really think we would be. Mm. I think there'd be at least a few more in-state guys that we would have signed already. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we may have had to vacate everything in a few years if we hired him, but I, I'm fine with that. I don't know about you, but if we're winning. Hey, the, me- the memories last forever. Exactly, never- exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you really think that um, – I don't know who's somebody that's gotten kind of wiped out by NCAA, by USC, I guess, in football. You really think that they look up those national title banners that might have gotten taken yeah. down and say, damn, oh, that sucks. I guess we – didn't win the national title anymore. No, they still did. Right. They won it on the field. I mean, people all remember those, all that. those games Ohio State had vacated. Uh, right. Because Terrell Pryor was on their Got team. Got some tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those Ohio yeah. State fans are just like, oh, my God. Like, we was losing all those years. Oh, I think they counted up every win. No. They were at those games. They seen them happen. Um, It's funny because there's the Ohio State game versus Penn State game. Uh, Both – like both sides of it got vacated. It didn't. It never happened. So the game never happened. <laughs> <laughs> like Ohio State had Terrell Pryor and Joe Pa was coaching Penn State. And had Sandusky. Um, I, I can't. Yeah, I had Sandusky. So I can't remember what year it was. But there's an Ohio State versus Penn State game that's no longer in the record books. I uh, I kind of remember that. Now that you say that, I think it was back uh, when the Big Ten like first got a conference championship game. There was something like fucked yeah. up in their division yeah. where Ohio State and Penn State, I think, were the top two teams. So, like, the third-place team went to the title game because the top two weren't eligible or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so shout-out to them. And, uh, yeah, well, so, your, so, so your biggest issues with Pratt is he, he wasn't a head coach and you, you wanted more of a recruiter. So it's not his X's and O's that's your problem. I don't – yeah, I mean, I've uh, – to be honest, I, I didn't really watch a lot of Penn State football. I – I kind of hate watching Big Ten football, really, so I definitely didn't watch them a lot. Um, from what I've heard, X's and O's wise, yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's a great defensive coordinator. Um, I don't know how that translates to us. Obviously, Penn State had a lot of talent, guys like Micah Parsons, um, a lot of other guys from Virginia, especially that you can just name right off, and we don't have yeah. that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that will do in, in one year coming over to us. I actually did see a stat the other day. Um, that I, again, I recently found out about that kind of intrigued me that everywhere he's been. So I think out of all the 
power five jobs he's had. He, he was a defense coordinator at Vanderbilt when he was there at James Franklin, then obviously at Penn State. And uh, it was showing the, the first years that he was at uh, each program. I think Vanderbilt went from like a top – might have been they, – they were in like the 80s or 90s in, def, in total defense the year before he got there, and they jumped into like the top 40 or 50 in one year. And then when he went to Penn State, I think right. they had an even bigger jump. Well, part of that's talent. Obviously, when he went to Penn State, he probably had a lot more to work with. But doing that at Vanderbilt, I mean, I'm not going to lie, right. that's actually that's actually kind of impressive. Yeah, that's that's um, even more impressive because yeah. – you got Vanderbilt talent, and you're going up against Julio Jones and yeah. whoever that Bama got, and Florida got, and Tennessee got, and so yeah. Georgia. I mean, any of the Georgia, yeah. Georgia, yeah. Every given any given week, you're going to go up against NFL running backs and receivers and tight ends and offensive lines. So, yeah, man, shout out to Brent Pratt for that one. But the the thing I'm worried about though is because we've we've seen it before, um, where guys come in, you know, a, a great offensive or defensive coordinator and they just don't know how to run an entire team i'm not saying that's how prize gonna be but i right. definitely have my doubts like you want to make sure hey. that he's able to manage the clock you don't want you don't want another mike london for example like what uva right he was yeah. he was it, a great defensive a of, coordinator it's a lot of nuances yeah. it's exactly. a lot of nuances to being a head coach um like like you said time management roster management um i think fuente's one of his major flaws is he couldn't manage people. He didn't know how to manage people. Yeah. Um, he didn't know how to uh, inspire guys to play for him. I, I think when when the going got rough on Fuente teams, everybody fold up. Fuck this game. I don't want to play that game. Everybody want to go to the portal. Everybody wants to opt out. That was under Fuente. I think Pry is at least more of a natural born leader of young men because NFL, they get paid to do it. They got to fucking play. But in college, you know how shit, I don't want to play no more. Motherfuckers retire in college at 19 because they lost the QB job at LSU. Fuck this game. I don't want to play no more. So I think Pratt being a leader of young men may go, it may take him further right now why he learns the nuances of head of being a head coach because being able to okay let's say like you say we might be in for a hell game at ODU let's say we go down 13 to 10 halftime I think pride is gonna grab somebody by their fucking face mask and say wake the fuck up we're not losing this one where Fuente would have just been passive aggressive had his arms folded and let this shit continue to spiral that's that's only defensive pride in, in that assessment. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I've, I've seen him in person a couple of times. I went to that event at uh, Hardywood the Brewery here in Richmond that he came out to. Him and some of the staff came out to a few weeks ago. And, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just the way he interacts just with, you know, uh, anybody that was at that event. I mean, you never would have seen that with Fuente. And, obviously, that doesn't translate to how you uh, how you manage your players. But, I mean, I think it at least shows a little bit of light on that. None of us are in the locker room, so we can't really see what that's like. But that was an encouraging sign, though, to see how proud was with all of us at that event. I mean, that's really cool. He he knew how to get me fired up. Um, and yeah. <laughs> even me as a guy that kind of doubts him a little bit, I mean, yeah, that, that was cool to see. Right. Oh, yeah, Pry's a man's man. Like, he's, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a dude. Like, if I feel like we got – some men and not that Fuente's staff wasn't some men I just think 
the team takes on the identity of his head coach. I think Fuente got passive yeah. aggressive. He got sassy. So the team got sassy and passive aggressive. And they, they, you can write grit all over the fucking walls. It don't mean shit if you're not doing <clears throat> it. So yeah, he, uh, no, you're, you're right about that. I mean, um, yeah, it t- the team's always a reflection of, of its head coach. Uh, I think kind of what you said on Pride, too, like a man's man. Um, you know, I can tell you right now, uh, Pride is definitely a guy I would want to, you know, hang out, have a few beers with, and just, like, watch football or something. I can't – I don't know if I can say that about Fuente. <laughs> I, think, uh, yeah, most people, yeah. I think most people probably agree with me there. Okay, so before we get into our game – we, I want to do the season preview with JK. So the rules are simple. I'm going to give you every game of the season, and you're going to say win, loss, or coin flip. Now, if you say it's a win, it goes to your win floor. If you say it's a loss, it goes to the, it, it goes to the uh, loss column. A coin flip is a 50-50 game, obviously. You can say you can say all twelve games of coin flips, and that means you have a zero win. Yep, <laughs> you have a zero win ceiling. But you, I mean, you have a zero win floor and a zero win ceiling. I mean, I mean, a twelve win ceiling. I'm sorry, safest way to go. <laughs> so um, we're gonna start. <clears throat> this game is actually a week from some of the people be listening to this. Odu on the road, win, loss, a coin flip. Uh, until we can, until we prove that we don't lose games like this to lower level in state teams, I'm gonna have to pick us to. I'm gonna have to pick the loss here. Okay, okay. JK got us a little shit. Starting off bad. <laughs> okay, then we come back home, and it's Boston College. Yeah, that'll be an L. Okay, oh and two. Damn, Jerkovich is good. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if people gonna like hearing this shit. Now we they come. Won't. We stay home. <laughs> we stay home. We got Wofford. Now, we gonna beat Wofford, right? Yeah, we'll beat Wofford. <laughs> I ain't even like the way you said that. Yeah. Okay. We, hopefully, we won't look like Furman from a few years ago. But yeah, we, we should beat Wofford. <laughs> we're gonna beat Wofford. Okay. 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 So we're uh, one and two according to JK. Um, now this is the big one Thursday night, West Virginia. At we're at home, West Virginia coming in on a Thursday night revenge game for us. Uh, we come out, we, we play real hard. Um, I think it kind of looks a lot like the Notre Dame game last year. We lose one late by a field goal. Okay, so you just okay, so one and three for the prior is not looking good. Um, next up, we'll go on the road at UNC. That game could be kind of weird because UNC has the potential to maybe start out real bad too. Um, but just mm-hmm. looking on what they have on their roster and what we have, that's an L. That's also an L. So we are one and four. Getting our asses kicked. People are gonna be wanting answers if it really comes out like this. Uh still on the road. We go at pit. Uh yeah, I mean they they own us up there. That's that's a loss. Even if we were undefeated going into this game, yeah, it's another a loss. loss. The the gauntlet continues. We come back home, but we play Miami. Uh, I think that's another game, maybe kind of a trap game for Miami. Uh, we play okay. them kind of tough, but we choke one away in the end. 
Okay, so uh, the losses of Palin. At this point, you might get some fire pride chance during, yep. during that game, at that home game. We go on the road, and this is a sneaky Atlantic contender. Or maybe not sneaky. Maybe everybody knows they're good. NC State, we play them on the road. I'm kind of down on NC State uh, compared to a lot of people this year. But, I mean, they're still better than us, so that's a loss. That's a loss. Damn. The the schedule eases up from, from this point. Um, we come back home and we play – we face Georgia Tech. Uh, we win that and we start telling some lies after. <laughs> okay. We, we, we get back in the win column and, and I'm pretty sure – that's going to be a fun night on Twitter, especially if we got all these damn losses. Uh, then we go on the road at Duke. Uh, Duke, their 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 roster is absolutely terrible. Uh, we probably win that by a decent amount because it's a game that we just should, and uh, we'll probably tell even bigger lies after that. We got a nice little two game win streak going. Nice little two game win streak. Now, will this win streak continue? Because we are going on the road at Liberty. Liberty. Uh, yeah, game we should never be playing at Liberty. Biggest game in their program's history. They've got the better head coach. We all know how I feel about Hugh Freeze. Um, that's going to be an think, unfortunately. Quarterback Charlie Brewer won the uh, job at Liberty. Yep. I didn't even know that kid was still in college football. Last I thought he played for Utah or something. But Shit, he's had more. He's had more concussions than he's had years in college, probably. Probably, but uh, what was your prediction for the Liberty game? I, I, I was, yeah, they uh, better head coach, uh, biggest game in their program's history. They beat us. And now you know it's gonna be some angry Hokies. We go to Lynchburg and lose. we shouldn't even be playing games. In no, I agree. No, we never should be. I'm I'm kind of pissed at wit about that, but yeah, it's a whole different story. <laughs> and, and and no, you're right. We should never be playing. I, I mean, even though I, I'm from I'm from here in the seven five seven, and it is a great great opportunity to be able to see the Hokies in my home area. We should never be playing games down here. No, yeah, never no. ever should be playing. Only, games only other school in Virginia that we should ever play on the road against should be UVA, and obviously we have to because we're in the same league as them. Right, right. That that's the only t- that's the only in state. Game we should be on the road at, yeah. Um, and I and I'll even go as far as North Carolina too. We should only be playing at Tar Heels, at Duke, at Wake, at NC State. No App States. No, yeah, we uh, haven't done that yet. But yeah, yeah, that is no <laughs> shit. Like no ECU. We used to do no. that shit all the time. Yep, like, yep. <laughs> hell no, make them come to us. Uh, and last but not least, um, UVA. Um, at we're we're at home. You know, I, I said earlier that I'll keep picking us to lose the low-level in-state game because we've proven that, that we just can't seem to get around that. I think a lot of it's a mental thing. I can say the same about UVA with us, that they I'll always pick us to win. Um, if we're playing them because we've just – they or more so them have just kind of proven they can't beat us. Um, we, they have not won at Tech since, I think, the 90s. Um, you know, that's not going to last forever. I think UVA is kind of a sleeper in the ACC Coastal this year, and obviously we're not very good. This is a this is going to be their opportunity to uh, finally win a road game in Lane, and I think they get it done. I hate to say it. 
Okay, so we tally it up. JKF going three and nine. He has a three win ceiling. <laughs> he has a three win ceiling. I, I, I mean, even though I have us winning six games, and and I mean, getting bowl eligible would be great for a young team. Um, a three win season would not be good for Coach Pratt at all. And we as fans have all said that he gets a pass this year. I don't think nobody intends us to win three games. I don't think people would give him a pass for that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I won't give him a pass, but like, I'm, it's not the same as a normal three and nine season. Uh, I mean, I've said it so many times. I just the biggest thing for me is I just don't think we have the talent really, hardly anywhere. I'm a huge believer uh, in football more than anything that you know talent always kind of wins out at the end of the day. If you oh, have yeah. a decent if you have a decent amount of talent in your roster, I mean, you're good for six wins to get to a bowl game. I just don't see that with us. Um, and like I've said, even against teams like ODU and Liberty, I mean, I think we have pretty comparable talent to them, unfortunately. You might be right. You you might be you might be right. And, and that's not and that's not prize. You're wrong. I mean, yeah. And I'll answer to it if I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. No, it, it it's not completely prize fault. But Pratt came in, he got to overlook this roster, and the moves he made in the transfer portal, uh, I mean, he got us a starting quarterback. But outside of that move, it, it, he, I, there was more that could have been done, in my opinion, that he could have yeah. done in the transfer portal to, as far as getting immediate ballers. I think bringing in Jason Brown, at that – I. I, I I questioned that move then, and I questioned it more now after watch after being at the spring game and seeing. I was just like, okay, so what was that move about? I think he could have went into a competition with Taj Bullock, Grant Wells, Devin Farrell, and whoever else he already had, and he could have used that scholarly on somebody else. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, I would have liked to see us um, probably go particularly after the, uh, both lines in the portal more than anything. Like, I think yeah. this year, like, I don't really think it would have mattered if we had a ton of uh, great skill guys. I, like, if we just had a solid D-line and offensive line, I think we could get by and find a way to win at least six games. And that, that's the biggest thing to me is we just – we're – it's not looking good in the trenches on either side. Offensive line I feel better about because we at least have some quality starters. But a guy or two goes down there and we're fucked. D-line, six players. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, but D line, like I don't even really feel that great about the starters. So like I would have liked to see us go out and get one or two. Um, I'd probably like an edge rusher more than anything. I don't think we have the guy that can just you know every single play can get after yeah. the quarterback and make something right happen back there. Yeah, that's so true. We haven't had a constant edge threat since like the Daddy Nicholas, Kenny Canham days. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, um, what's his name? Um, why can I not say 94? Uh, Trayvon Hill. Uh, he was he was pretty solid. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. He Trayvon just, was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we know what happened. He, he was a solid Obviously, edge. He was a solid team, edge threat. Trayvon and uh, Sean Gaines. That was a nice edge duo, edge yeah. threat. Like, I'd like to have a guy like that this year. All right. We're going to get into the fun. We're going to get into the monkey shit. It's either or. You can't say both. You can't say neither. 
got to answer the questions. It's uh, Virginia Tech. It's the Commonwealth of Virginia stuff. It's, it's pop culture stuff. You got to just answer the question. We're going to start it off easy. PKs or Sharkies? Um, I'm a PKs guy. I'll okay. go with them. Yeah, it's not too hard. You ever had the, cheat- you had the Cheetah Wings? I have not had the Cheetah Wings. Um, I, I just I like the atmosphere in PKs a little bit better. That's uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give them the edge just for that reason. I too have not tried the Cheetah Wings, but I'm hearing I'm hearing good reviews. He's got more wing flavors than uh, recruits so far, so let's, let's change that. <laughs> that is that's also true. Sounds a Saturday or Tech sideline. Man, that's tough. Uh, I really do. I like both of them. I've met. Um, I think I've met everybody on each podcast except for Will Stewart. But, uh, you know, Sons of Saturday was really the uh, first tech uh, podcast I really consistently was listening to a lot. So, yeah, I'll give them the edge there. That's that's tough, okay. though, for sure. Not a problem. All right, 757 or 703? That's not even close. That's the easiest. That's 757. <laughs> hey. Shout out to everybody in the 703, all my Northern Virginians, man. Hey, you can't compete with this. It is what it is. Ass or titties? Damn, that's tough. (laughs) Um, I'll uh, I'll go with a nice pair of tits. I I think I will. The answer is always going to be ass, my ass. But, yeah, shout out to all the titties out there. Lee Suggs or Darren Evans? Um, you know, I never – I'm not old enough to really remember Lee Suggs at all. Um, okay. I know what I saw with Darren Evans, but, you know, I've looked at the stats and everything. And I've seen highlights of Lee Suggs. And, uh, you know, without knowing a ton, um, I'll I – mean, Lee Suggs is the only one that played on a team that almost won a national title, so I'll give it to him. Lee Suggs was a monster. Let me say that. Lee, shout out to Lee Suggs. One half of the untouchables. Maroon or orange? Uh, maroon because orange could also uh, be UVA. Mm, good answer. Offense or defense? That's hard for me, too. Um, now I'm, a, I'm definitely a big believer in defense wins championships, but uh, football has changed so much in this day and age. I mean, you – especially even just with the rules and how they benefit the offense. I think you have to be able to, you have to be able to score more than like 28 points realistically to win most weeks. So I'll, uh, Oh yeah. I'll, I'll get with offense there. Okay. Brian Stein spring or Brad Cornelson. Oh, that's uh that's really not that hard for me. I mean, neither of them are great play callers, but at least Stein spring could recruit that. That's a fact. That's a fact. And his, t- his tight ends, and his offensive lines, he, he made it work. So he made it, he made shit work. Shout out to Brian Steinspring, man. Where he at? JMU? I don't even know where he at anymore. Uh but, yeah, I don't I'm not sure either. Actually, I know he yeah, yeah. stint at JMU for a little bit. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Brian Steinspring. I know after uh Brian Steinspring moved on, he didn't go, you know, coach camps in Texas and shit. So he still yeah. had jobs. <laughs> he was still in the game. I know that much. Uh, here's an interesting one. Home and homes or neutral site games? So, um, it depends. For me, it depends who it's with. If it's home and homes with 
Liberty and ODU. Now, nah, fuck that. We're not. We're not doing that. Um, I would honestly, I'd rather play a neutral site with one of them than home and home. Um, I'll uh, okay. Well, 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 let me make. Well, let me make it fair. Okay, if if Virginia Tech had the option to play Wisconsin, would you rather do a home and home with them or let's play them in Chicago somewhere? Oh, I'd go home and home there. I think it'd be cool to travel to somewhere like Wisconsin. I know, I know they've got such a um, environment at their home field. I, I've heard their tailgates are awesome. I heard their fans are real cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a no brainer. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a fan of home and homes. I think I think. Everybody should do home and homes. I don't like the fact that I read a stat where if if Alabama beats Texas, it'll be Nick Saban's third road win um, against a non-conference. Like Bama never goes on the road. They always anyway they they're gonna do a new site where it's gonna be in Atlanta or Texas. Like, <laughs> I mean that's fair though. I mean. We were just talking about how we should never be playing at ODU or Liberty. I mean, if you're a Bama fan, do you really think like they probably view they probably view Texas kind of like we view ODU and Liberty? I know Bama <laughs> fans probably view like the rest of the country as yeah. their Liberty game. Like I go to Penn State for what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, there's 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 levels to it. So our fans don't you know we're we're not there, so we don't get it. I guess they'd be like. What go at Miami with Bama? What the fuck? Um, I'm a fan. I I, I like home and homes. I do think more P5s. I mean, okay, all, all of us aren't Bama in Georgia, obviously, but it would be cool to see USC going to road at Ohio State. Like, I mean, because when I was coming up, well, they used to did. do that. Yeah, yeah, they used to. People used to go play each other. Like, yeah. okay, and the next year we go play you. And, and things of that nature. But now everything gets shifted to these kickoff games, the Duke's Mayo Classic in Charlotte, the Atlanta one, the Miami has one, there's the Camping World kickoff. It's all kinds of kickoffs, neutral site games. Um, I, I, I miss the days for teams. Okay, we go to your house, then you come to our we, – we did Nebraska. Yeah. We, played we did Nebraska. Ohio State. Did Ohio State and, and split and, and beat them. That yeah. shit. So, shout outs, man. Uh, Jared Boykin or Josh Morgan? I get Boykin. I mean, that was um, that was a pretty good receiving group. Him and Danny Cole. Yeah, and Darrell. Yeah, that was a nice. That was, an, and they they was following up on Josh Morgan and Eddie Royal and uh Harpo and all of them. So, and they still didn't throw them the ball. Yeah, well, we was a run oh, team back then. <laughs> <laughs> we was a run team back in those days. Brian Randall or Josh Jackson? Oh, I mean, one one has uh, won an ACC title and one has it. Um, yeah, that's Brian Randall easily. Brian Randall had a number one defense backing him up too. Well, I think Josh Jackson had a the one year a, that he was a starter. For he full had time. a good defense. Had, it was like a top ten defense, I think. Yeah, he did. He had a pretty good defense. Last but not least, Lake Days or Beach Days. Oh, beach days. I'm a, I guess you could call me an island boy to an extent. <laughs> um, I've, I've, uh, I've never lived at the beach full time, but um, I, I think next to being at home um, or, you know, being off at school at Tech, the only other place I've spent more days is probably uh, Outer Banks, North Carolina. 
Man, shout out to the Outer Banks. Shout out to the Outer Banks. Uh, Pride gave the guys a lake day. Now, you're in TP5. You know, that's the group chat that uh, I have on Twitter. And you wasn't a fan of the lake day. Uh, elaborate uh, to the people that, that know what we talk about. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a big work earns play guy. That's um something I'm actually kind of hard on myself about a lot of times. I feel like if I didn't have a good enough day at work, I'm not gonna treat myself or anything when I get home. And I, I kind of look at it the same way with uh, our football program. I mean, not everybody has the same view on that kind of thing that I do, but um, you know, what what have we done to earn a bunch of play recently? We've got what three losing seasons out of the last four. Um I've, I've never played college football. I've never gone through camp. I know, I know that shit's tough. Um, you know, probably do deserve a, a day or at least a few hours to get your body right and everything. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know if uh, we quite deserve a lake day. Maybe, maybe do something a little bit lower key than that. Maybe do like a cornhole tournament or something. That's probably about all we've earned so far. Karaoke night, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, we we win seven, eight games this year. Yeah, we can we can do a lake day next year. But um, you know, guys on the team, I think I would hope that they would strive for more than what they've been doing. And maybe at least a few of the guys on the team would have been, well, maybe we should get a little bit more work in today. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the practice field, but in the film room, something, something's gonna get us better. Hey, you heard it here first. JK said, listen, your ass is going to Lake Day. Go out there and win at least seven games before Work we start play, talking. Baby. Work, Work earn, play. play. Um, you are, I mean, you're one of them, you're one of the more uh, I mean, I get this too. That you know, we get called negative fans. You're a negative fan, but I don't. I can't hear like nothing you're saying is incendiary. You're not saying nothing. I know what negativity is. Negativity is this person sucks, that sucks, everything sucks, but you're speaking facts. Now, I don't think the team is going to go out there and win three games. I think they're going to win more than that. But, you know, and, and even when you say we, you're giving reasons why you think we're going to win three games, you're not out here just saying they're going to win three games because fuck them. No, you yeah. giving that that I don't think that's negativity. I think negativity is just when you just shit on everything. Fuck them like just talking shit on everything. But you get when you give a reason, that's your opinion. We can have I yeah. can say, I disagree. I don't think we're gonna be that bad, but I don't think we're gonna be great either. I mean, so ain't, ain't nothing wrong with different opinions. Uh don't yeah, let I mean, I've, off. The, the past few years, I've been pretty dead on a lot of times with my season record prediction. I think last year, a lot of people were saying, oh, we'll win seven, eight, nine games. I said, no, nah, I just I think the way the staff is right now, it's the vibe around the program. I said, I think we're probably a five, six win team. And I was pretty right. I think we could agree. Oh, last you, year. Speaking facts, you was you, you um, was one of the few. 2020, I was off. I actually did think uh, adding Khalil Herbert and what we had coming back because we, we, we know we, we played a little bit better in the second half of 2019. I thought we had some momentum carrying over and I actually expected us to win the coastal and get to the ACC title game that year, but COVID played a little bit of a role. And then to me, the biggest thing is just that we did some just absolute fuckery oh, quarterback shit. between Burmeister oh, and Hendon. I don't know what that was, but 
Yeah. 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 That, we we that, played handed hooker the whole year there, and I think we're we probably had a pretty good shot at making the ACC title yeah. game. You get you get you get in 2020, you get a full season of handed hooker, no monkey shit at quarterback, no fake competition, and then you get Caleb Farley ops out. Um and that that was kind of that. Um your best player on offense is getting fucked over and your best player on defense is not playing. So, yeah. And then, like you said, uh, Khalil Herbert emerges, but I remember, I, I mean, obviously we was both around in 2020. It wasn't like in August, everybody knew Khalil Herbert was going to be the best player on the team. Uh, it's no. kind of, I don't even think, I don't even think Fuente and them knew because up until the Duke game, it was Herbert and Blackshear both kind of 1A, 1B. And then after Duke game, or was a UNC game, it was like, all right, this is the workhorse. This is the best player. And kind of Khalil Herbert, I mean, Blackshear took on a different role. It's the outside zone guy. But they both were getting the same. I, I even did a thread uh, last year this time showing all the times they ran uh, Blackshear inside before they said, found out that yeah. Herbert was good. So uh, they was the same. They was getting the same play call. And after that, it seems like they put in Raheem Blackshear to be the outside zone guy. And it just didn't work that year. Obviously, Raheem Blackshear had a better year last year. Well, we still didn't. I don't think we still used him right, really, that year. I think we could have used him a lot better in the passing game than we did because that was kind of what he was advertised as being. Coming from Rutgers. Burmeister couldn't hit him in the flats. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was open. Burmeister yeah. didn't get it to him in the flats. <sighs> Man, well, those no, you're you're right though. I mean, yeah, it, it it's a good one of those things. It's a good uh it's a good thought, but it doesn't really matter if you don't have somebody that can deliver. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, that that's it for Don V Fridays. And I want to thank JK. This was fun. This was yeah, definitely fun. It was. Thank JK Shields for, for pulling up, man. Once again, what's your, uh, your Twitter for the people that want to contact you, follow you, if it's regarding Hokies, State Farm, getting insurance, anything, life advice, what can they contact you? I don't know if you want too much life advice from me, but um, it's uh, it's JK underscore Shields, S-H-I-E-L-D-S 30. Um, but, yeah, you can find me there. That, and that's just Twitter. That's not the, that's not Instagram. Or... Yeah, I'm a I'm kind of old school. I I uh, I can't really handle much more than Twitter and Facebook. That's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. What's your Facebook, or is that some private you don't want? No, I'll, I'll, yeah, my Facebook. It's um, it's so I go by my my government name on a uh, Facebook. It's uh, just John Shields. So just look up John Shields, and you'll see a guy in the profile picture holding the Commonwealth Cup, and that's me. So you'll know it's me if you just search uh, see that. Legendary shit right there. So you're not on the ground, bro? Uh, you, know, it's not that, you, you like titties, man. You need to be on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really not, like, too big on social media. It was kind of funny. It was before, uh, I think, I forget how I found, how we met on Twitter, but you told me to add it going to TP5 from there or whatever. Honestly, before mm-hmm. that, I, I wasn't really all that active on there. So I'm, I've been a lot more active ever, ever since that happened. Then I've kind of gotten involved with Hokie Twitter. And, I mean, yeah, um, I'm not too big on Facebook really either. But, yeah, right. not right. a huge social media guy. 
I'm not a huge social media guy either. I just be looking at titties on Instagram. That's it for Don V Fridays. Man, I want to thank JK for pulling up. Um, until next week, y'all. God bless. Peace out to you.